welcome back for another episode of the Novel Society, where we're discussing Ashley's paranormal activity in the home. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> how do you feel about being haunted by ghosts? Listen, if you don't bother me, I don't bother you, all right? Dean and Sam Winchester have taught me well from Supernatural. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready. You may have to uh, do a little sage, a little salt. They fucking with your electricity. <laughs> I actually do have sage. Do you really? I do. I do. And I have uh, Palo de Santo. Yeah, you might want to do that before bed tonight. Um, <laughs> I don't mess with the paranormal. I was just telling her that. I do not fuck with that at mm-hmm. all. I will pack up my shit and leave. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I bought the house. I can't leave. Sure you can. Sure, sure you can. Let's See, sell. That's how the white people get getting tripped up in them fucking movies. Like, I just bought this house. Bitch, house is trying to fuck you up. <laughs> Why are you staying there? For real. Anywho. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> back on topic. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok at Novel Society Pod on Twitter. We're continuing our chat for Throwing a Glass for chapters 16 through 20. I think it's getting a little juice. Getting Ooh. a little juice. One word. Sam. Sam. Man. That was it. Yeah, that kind of that kind of threw me for a loop. That one. Cause he she mentions him in the in chapter 16. And I was like, Yeah. I was like, who's Sam? And then, like, when you read further in, you kind of get a little bit of an explanation. And I was like, oh. I have I have theories about Sam. But let's go ahead and jump into it. Starting with chapter 16. On her morning run with KO, Cece has a, a, a Joker moment. I know it's not, like, <laughs> it's serious. It's serious shit. But it was like, <laughs> you want to know about these scars? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? but no the story is actually really fucked up um it's pretty brutal it's about her of course from her time at the camps in Indovia how they pretty much tortured her just because they could like she stepped in there in the first day and they brutally whipped her and fucked up her back and what really like pissed me off is KO's dumbass being like but what did you do to deserve it yes are you fucking kidding me uncalled for he's like but you must have done something no I was just there Thank you so much for your concern. And then he had the audacity to be like, and no one helped you, sir. Really? Where they could have died like, if they helped her. Right, exactly. Right. And somebody actually did die for helping her, for giving her a salve for her back. Not even helping her, not even putting it on her, just providing her with the ointment. I feel, I felt like that, that, that information could have been seen both ways. Either she was killed for helping her or she was just killed for being a woman. In a, in a mostly male prison. So mm-hmm. it could have been yeah. either or, but still, like, you know, she she felt guilty because she was connected to right. that to that person. And it was just bad timing. It was severely, severely fucked up. Um, after their whole little, like, conversation and run, in the training room, one of the contestants, I don't know how to fucking... Sven? 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 Yeah. Ben, that's isn't that the name of the the um, isn't that the name of the the deer or whatever in Frozen? Oh shit! It is. I think so. It yeah, is. the it's a moose. It's not a deer. It's a moose. <laughs> the fucking moose. I never watched Frozen, so I don't know. <gasps> I know. I know. I'm sorry. What? I was never intrigued. You know they're coming out with another Frozen, right? And wait, wait, more, more. They're coming out with Toy Story Five. Okay, I oh, pause. Pause on TOG for a second because I don't know how Toy Story 5 is going to be. I'm, I'm skeptical. It's, it's going to be Buzz and Woody find their way back to each other. 
That's probably what it's going to be. Why can't we do a Beauty and the Beast part two? Now yeah, that I'd watch. I would watch that. Why did the story stop when he turned human? Like, can we see Adam, like, real, like, for real, for real? Like, right, as a prince. And see her as and a prince. See her as royalty. Like, why can't we see? Right. You know what the real <laughs> conflict is going to be for that film, right? Oh, I, I, you're human now. I, I was fully prepared to live my life with you as the beast. <laughs> I mean, I was fully at prepared the end, to be committed to you. At the end of the. <laughs> At the end As of the, the first beast. one, at the end of the first one, she clearly told him, maybe you can grow a beard. That bitch so- wanted that furry dick so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, bitch. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> Back to storyline A. Yes. Okay. The shit that we're actually supposed to be talking about. I know, right? Listeners are probably like, the fuck? They just went off on a Disney tangent? What's going on? Right. Like, these bitches get so off track. Bruh. Listen, all types of fucking tangents over here, okay? It just happens. We can't stop it. We just let it ride its course. Um, shit. What the fuck is I talking about? Oh, right. Sven. So, <laughs> yeah. Sven, the criminal, not the moose, he tries to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> risk it for the biscuit? What? says, fuck it, I'm going to take my chances. I don't want to do this shit no more. Takes off running. Immediately gets shot in the back. Immediately. Can we put that on a shirt? Risk, risk it for what? Risk it. I'm adding risk that to the list. I'm adding that to the list. Yes, go ahead and add it to the list. That's hilarious. It was it was weird because it was just like, he just, they were standing there. Brulo was giving a speech and he all of a sudden was like, Pew. fuck this. <laughs> he was fuck out. This, I'm going to leave weak. <laughs> fuck this, I'd rather die than stay weak. I'm going to leave weak. Like, and immediately, immediately was taken down. And yeah. like, it stunned all of the other competitors because they're just like, oh, they, they're they're not fucking around. Like, they will kill you on site. It is on site. And it really like brings up a interesting point for Cece because she's like, Sven knew this. Everybody here knows what will happen if you try to do anything to escape. In her mind, Sven was like, I would rather risk it then stay here and play his game. Like, I would rather die as a free man making my decisions than as a puppet of the king. Mm. And I was like, now that is intriguing. Because mm-hmm. I know he's not the only person that feels that way. And it, again, further solidifies, like, oh, is there a rebellion that's going to happen? I honestly didn't think of it like that. But now that you say it, yeah, I can see how that could be insinuated. Yeah, you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> it's a rebellion. Is there anything about the way he died that caught your attention? That he got shot in the back with the arrows, right? Other than that, I mean. He was close to the wall when it happened? Well, he ran into the garden or the courtyard. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is true. Uh, And I was like, there's no way you can escape through the courtyard. Did he do it on purpose? Did he know he wouldn't- he died on purpose? Yeah, did he know he wouldn't make it? Mm -hmm. Was it suicide? No, you can't bring that up and say that, "Mm -hmm, bitch. Well- Well, that was one of the thoughts that, you know, Selena had. She was like, he knew that he was risking his life. But um, the reason why I'm asking is because she noticed something when she looked at his body. Please tell me it wasn't the black ring. No, she said, um, staring at his outstretched hand pointing toward the sky. She prayed and wished him well. The fuck was he pointing to? Wasn't the gargoyle pointing at something when she first walked into? Maybe. We know she don't like that tower. I understand now why people read this again and again and again and come back out with so much new shit. It's like, yeah, because I don't I don't remember everything, but there are certain sentences that stick out more to me now that I'm like, hmm, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that part I didn't catch. I just thought it was like poetic, like he was reaching out, like trying to escape. Same. I just figured it was a poetic yeah. thing. That is very interesting. Um, But yeah, that's basically all that I gathered from chapter 16. Moving on to chapter 17, this this entire chapter was from Dorian perspective, which I found yeah. very interesting. I was like, oh, we're switching it. Okay, great. It was clear to me he hates his life. As a royal. <laughs> his like, mom is a royal pain in the ass. If you, didn't, if you didn't think this man hated his life before, after this chapter, there was like... No doubt. Yeah, he clearly does not like it. It mentions him. His mother wants to like just marry him off. Marry him off, get heirs. In like a weird way, she reminds me of Whoopi Goldberg from the Rogers and uh, Hammerstein Cinderella. <gasps> where she keeps trying to like push him to get married and yeah. invite all these people, give him a list of names, throw a ball. And he's like, bitch... Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. She even talks about him potentially marrying Princess Nehemia, um, which immediately, that's what I thought when they first introduced her. Um, Granted, his mom is racist or prejudiced or something. Oh my God, yes. I was like, Like, uh... extremely. And she's like, oh, even if she is, you know, a little brown, like, bitch. Right. Your pasty, rusted, dusted, crusty ass. Fuck off. But then they talk about how Lady Coltane is in an agreement with Duke Carrington. So even though this chick really wants Dorian, she's already technically in some type of engagement. She herself took took herself off the damn table. Like, I just... But that is explained a little bit uh, later. Yeah. What I found uh, interesting, too, was that she's like, oh, well, you know, you have to marry a princess. And Dorian is like, uh, did you forget there are no princesses left because that your was husband interesting. colonized everything and everyone? Yeah, except for Nehemia. Did I say that? Nehemia? Nehemia. Nehemia. Nehem. Yep, that's <laughs> one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was like, "Well, you know what I mean. Just someone of royal blood." I put together a list, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, "I bet you, Cece, of royal blood." I think she is, yo. I really think she is. He also was in love with somebody named Rosamond. Rose Rosamond. Rosamond? Rosamond? Rosamond. 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 Oh, okay. I was about to say Rosalind, like uh, Shakespeare Rosalind? No, no. He was in love with somebody named Rosamond. And the queen brings it up and she's like, oh, have you heard of her? Oh, she, you know, it's such a tragedy that she broke your heart. I felt like maybe this was a little piece of the puzzle as to why maybe he doesn't want to be a part of the royal family or be royalty anymore. Maybe it has something to do with the girl that he loved. And why he's a hoe. Maybe the hoeing came around after she left. Hoeing usually comes out after a heartbreak. Yeah. You know, it's usually heartbreak, then the hoeing. Exactly. (laughs) But... (laughs) There is there is one thing that I wanted to mention that was brought up that I felt like I don't know exactly what it was going to be pertained to, but I felt like it had some type of meaning in a sense where he talks about his hounds and how one of them is pregnant. Yeah, that was weird for me. I skipped over that because I was like, I don't get what this has to do with the story, but I feel like this is about something, but I just don't know what because he's really hoping that they're purebred pups. But at the same time, he says their mother had a tendency to escape from her pen. She was his fastest, but he he never been able to quell the, so the wild, dog is a hoe too wildness within her. But do you think he's really thinking about a dog? Not, like, let's just put aside the hoeiness and the pregnant or whatever. He talks about how she was his fastest. He was never able to quell the wild the wildness in her. When I read that, I immediately thought of Selena. I thought I sat there. I was like, they're trying so hard to dim her down. 
where like you can't tell that she's such a great assassin. Yeah. And yet that that's always going to be there. I didn't think of it like that. No, I just to be honest, I was reading it. And I was like, I don't understand what this has to do with the story. <laughs> but that's that's the thing I was talking about where I like jump over clues in context. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. But then it comes back and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> it did matter. <laughs> um, And then Doreen moves on and he actually ends up walk. I think he walks by and he notices Selena is um is she sword fighting with the princess? And he's like, hold the fuck up. He's like, y'all not supposed to be doing this. Bro, of all the people, you gonna tell me what I'm not supposed to be doing. Out of all the people, her. Right. <laughs> right. Like, no, it don't work that way. But what was he doing when he was watching them sword fight? Let's just be clear. He was in awe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was impressed. And he was like, she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He not thinking with his he not thinking with his head. Not with not with that the, one. Not the one on not top. Specifically, no. Nah. No. He ends up running into them. Him and Selena have like kind of a really good banter, which they've always had though. Then they start talking about them. And finally he's like trying to convince them. He's like, You need to leave. The princess needs to leave. You guys need to go back to your, you know, your own quarters, essentially. But then Selena actually convinces him to stay and teach. The princess sword fighting and yeah. i was like oh okay yeah and he's even like ah oh, shit i should not be doing this but i'm gonna do okay. it anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> with like the nervous ass tension on his face but the way yeah. that conversation really went though the way she like set him up obviously she volunteered him without his permission it's the banter i like the banter between them yeah, they, like they're not shy about being attracted to each other. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that scares everyone. Uh, you love when a couple sparks that kind of reaction. So Selena is watching Dorian talk to Nehemia. You know, she set them up. You already know what I'm about to say. She was accepting that, you know, he, he struck a chord with her emotionally in a way she's never felt. She's always felt sick to her stomach whenever she thought about being with another man. But this is the first time that she actually felt like she could. Um, mm -hmm. which is important. Kale fucking comes in and messes up the whole moment. You know? Oh, he's such a fucking asshole. Like, you always have to come in and complain about something. Shut up. Oh. He's, like, snatching her, like, you need to get back to your room. You just get that inner dialogue with Selena. She was just like, I hate everything, and I hate Kale. Yeah, and her telling him to his face, like, I hate you. Mm -hmm. You're an ass. Yes. Which I was like, yeah, good for you. Yep. Good. Tell him. Say it out loud. Because he is a fucking dick. That leads us into chapter 19, which we get a perspective that I was never expecting to get. Lady Catelyn Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> is basically giving her two cents on shit. And I'm like, bitch, we didn't ask for this. Nobody asked for the goddamn recipe to your mama's peach cup. <laughs> Not for nothing, but this chapter was cringy. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It and was. I was like... So I should have expected this because Sarah always like gives you somebody not to like. And then it's like, this is why you're wrong about them. Fuck. <laughs> so, I mean, I still don't like like her necessarily, but it was interesting. She had set herself up to be invited to court via the arm of Duke Parrington. And she finds him completely repulsive. I didn't know that Duke Tarrington was like a meaty ogre, balding, hairy on the arms, sweaty, goddamn just like I didn't know that's what he looked like but her describing him I was like oh god ew 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 ew, ew. she also was like oh I might have lightly suggested that without a chaperone I'd be willing to do something a little strange for some change but I'm just really trying to get some information out of him I was like bitch why why would you set yourself up like that so 
she's pretty much asking him questions about his conversation with the queen. And he gives up like all the goods, the list of names that she's supposed to be giving to Dorian for potential brides and stuff like that. And then she asks about Cece and he's like, oh, no, the prince can never be with her. He, he just, he wouldn't. That's an abomination. Blah, 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 blah. And of course, this like gets her little endorphins going. Ah, oh, so annoying. I can't. I can't. I don't know what her purpose in court is besides trying to like get to Dorian. Maybe that's her full thing, but I'm just over her. I feel like there has to be more. There has to be more to her character. We're not about to get her perspective unless there's something that's about to go down with her at some point in time. All she wants is to be royalty. That's it. That's the thing, though. Like, you've put yourself in such a compromising position to do maybe a couple sexual favors or whatever and stuff, right? Yeah, you promised pussy. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to, like, be like... He thinks that he's going to get that. And yet, you come to court hoping, okay, now that I'm in court, I can avoid him. I can find somebody who's married, you know, married material. Hopefully, it's Dorian. I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no bro, bro. Yes, she is. <laughs> she take my money. Well, I'm a <laughs> Yeah, she's a trifler. Brendan Dean. Oh, she a gold digger. You know we can't sing the whole song. We're going to get copyrighted. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I read her character. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how that's the read that I got on her from the beginning too. Later, we get back to Dorian and Ko, and he teases Ko about having a crush on Cece, which I find interesting because in my mind, I'm like that definitely makes sense for why he's acting the fucking way that he's acting, like a child. I thought it was foreshadowing. You thought it was foreshadowing for what? I thought that it was foreshadowing that her and Ko might actually end up together instead of her and Dorian. Yes. I would not be surprised because of that dynamic, the opposites attract and the yeah. I hate you and I don't want to like you type thing going on. Makes sense, but I don't like it. <laughs> um, we also get some more info into the gruesome death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not um, much was left. Basically. When he said the body was gutted, he meant the body was gutted. Guttered. Like nothing left. Like not even blood. And so it was like, ooh. That's what I got from 19. Um, so then we move on to chapter 20. And I just want to take a minute to appreciate that she is a reader. Like she she closed the book. It was un, she was unsatisfied with the ending. Yeah. And didn't know what to do with herself. She was like, okay. That's one thing I love about SJM characters too. Oh yes. Their love for books. I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. not even that. They just they have hobbies. I can relate. They're just not mm, yeah. They're just not yeah. women who are just waiting for a man to come pick up and give them a life. Like they have interest. Abriella Kincaid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they have substance. They have something to offer a household or a mind. Yeah. Sam is also yeah. mentioned again in this chapter. Oh, wait, before we even talk about it, I, for whatever reason, thought Arabin was dead in the earlier chapters. Like, the, when she Did talked you really? about No. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, he's dead. And so when she talks about him in this chapter and she mentions, I wonder if, like, he tried to free her and she just didn't know or if, like, he thinks about her or, you know, that type of stuff. I was like, this man's alive. Sam is also mentioned. And this sentence really struck with me where um she says, being betrayed, she's like, and sometimes the absence of him hits me so hard that she forgot how to breathe. 
I'm like, damn, that's like, that's like love. Yeah, she was in love with this guy. My question, though, is that Sam is also another assassin, right? Yes, definitely. Sam betrayed her. You think Sam was the one that betrayed her? I don't think she knows it, but I'm definitely sure that Sam is the one who betrayed her because trauma. It's either going to be the father figure or the first love. And that's usually the most traumatic stuff, isn't it? Yep. That shit will break it down. So then we move on and she finds a piano and she actually starts to play. Dorian ends up finding her. And he and her have kind of, not their usual banter. I think their usual banter is super light and flirty and friendly. This conversation, this was deep. It was also like they would start flirting and then all of a sudden one person would cut too deep. Yeah. So it was like, it was kind of, it was weird. It was a weird banter that they were having not that i didn't like it i just thought it was different for these two characters yeah was, was there anything else that you guys got out of this because like towards the end she admits to him about sam i think that was such a big thing for her it definitely was i was actually really surprised that she felt comfortable enough to tell him about that especially with the way that the conversation was going already exactly by the end of it, Dorian leaves her and he wishes her good luck on the test, which is the next day. He goes to sleep just thinking about how heart-wrenching her music was. And I think that's interesting because he's only ever wa- he's only ever thought of her as an assassin, but I don't think he ever thought of her as human. You know what I mean? As somebody who has other yeah. emotions. Yeah, because he's so. never seen that side. Yeah, exactly. Does K.O. hate me? Oh. Yeah. Maybe, bitch. I don't know. We can, we cannot spend time fucking figuring out what K.O. feels. Because what K.O. feels changes at the drop of a goddamn dime. Though I'd rather be hated like, than be invisible. That says a lot. It says a lot. There's a, a quote in here that I love. And I think he came at a really bad time. While she was playing, the quote is, that somewhere between the notes was Sam. She forgot about time as she drifted between pieces, voicing the unspeakable, opening old wounds, playing and playing as the sound forgave and saved her. And here he comes. She was in a moment and which tells you there's possible guilt uh, there with uh, connected to Sam's death. Oh, so you're confirming he did die. There was uh, she said she lost him. Oh, she did, yeah. But I love that quote. Yeah. That's pretty much where we end. I didn't ask last time, but do you guys, not Stephanie, but Ashley, do you have any predictions? No, nah, I think I put my prediction of her and in, in, in KO being like endgame couple goals. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm really curious about is what creature is eating these things and eating everything and not leaving anything behind. He's a werewolf. That's what I want to know. What is this? Or maybe it's one of the, uh, one of the fake creatures. Oh, from like, maybe from the forest? That would be interesting. I'm watching Stephanie's face very closely. (laughs) Spill it! (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But yeah, we will certainly find out eventually of the next chunk of chapters that we're going to read are chapters 21 through 25. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was K.O.? Yo, plot twist. (laughs) Plot fucking twist. That would be it, yo. Wouldn't make sense, too. So damn skilled. And he mm-hmm. keeps disappearing. Where the fuck are you going, right. my guy? Where you go? Where you go at? Where right. you be at? Hey. Put a uh, fucking air tag in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the episode and see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye.